I'm Dustin. I'm Sylvia. I'm Bob. And this is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Movies against time. Please! We're talking for the fugitive. You ruined Schindler's List. All Jackie Chan movies. Boogie Nights. Take Mama's house. movies against time and this week with sylvia's pick sylvia i picked demolition man less terminator yeah <laughs> best movie ever made terminator no demolition man. oh i like demolition man i do too i wouldn't have guessed you just said it's the best movie ever made though i did not think that well i mean for an action movie, I like it a lot. Yeah. It's right it's up good. there with yeah. Total Recall for me. This one suffers from similarity to a lesser good Stallone movie. Yeah. This one just suffers an ending. It does suffer an ending. That that's that does kind of suck. But I mean, watch this movie and tell me you're not expecting shit from Judge Dredd. <laughs> I really like Judge Dredd too. Both of them are really good. Demolition Man is a film. Judge Dredd was a mistake. They did both have Rob Schneider. They did both have Rob Schneider, and I swear <laughs> to God they used the same outfits in Judge Dredd that they used in Demolition <laughs> yeah. Man. Maybe. <laughs> I can't argue with One that. One of them too. is a flop, and one of them made $159 million on its... <laughs> yeah. Which came first? Demolition Man. Yeah. I think so. I feel so confident that I didn't have to look it up, but... <laughs> I truthfully don't know, but I like both of them. Yeah. I do like Demolition Man a lot more, though. Should we just jump right into it? Yeah. Okay. Now, this movie was made in 1993. Right. So, when it opens up, we open up in 1996, L.A. We got the Hollywood sign on fire. Right. They've just assumed in the next only, three only years. Only three years after the movie's released. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of a mistake. Like The world will be burning. <laughs> that's a bold claim to say within, within three years, there's not going to be a new president by the time this place is done. Yeah. <laughs> So the L.A. riots happened six months before filming. Right. So that, that probably gave him the idea. We like L.A. a lot, don't we, in movies? That's where they're all <laughs> shot, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have we have The Crow. That was L.A. That's Detroit. Oh, that was Detroit. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. But you're right, though. That's just you just picked the run the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It was shot in L.A. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty sure they had something in there. They said L.A., but anyway. Yeah. That one's like, I don't know. It's specifically Detroit, but falling down. Mm-hmm. And then did. the vampire movie. What was it? Uh, the Boys. What was it? The Lost Boys. Lost That's, Boys. Yeah. Yep. Santa, Santa Cruz or whatever. Mm-hmm. Santa Anita. Santa Anita. Yeah. Yeah, no. The, L.A. is a big a big spot for movies because I mean most most You're movie studios are burning based burning it in, down or yeah. destroying it like people don't like yeah. that city very much they're like you es- need to go we haven't done that one yet <laughs> or escape from New York yeah yeah are those folk tales no I don't think so alright anyway <laughs> you're trying so we get 1996 Stallone he's in that helicopter or John Spartan excuse me yes yeah. how great is that name it's, it's second, awesome second movie he's named John in John, like hold on! Don't John. tell me! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! John Matrix. Nope. That's a that's a Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, John, John. Really? We did it too. 
Wait, John J. Rambo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Codename Crow. Raven. Raven, not Crow. All <laughs> uh, code needs to be Raven. It's just awesome. John Spartan, though, huh? Doesn't that... I mean, did you not think Halo the whole movie? Yeah, kind of. Every, <laughs> every time they said the word Spartan. Yeah, John Sierra 117, Master <laughs> Chief, is a Spartan. Yeah. I feel like Rambo's voice on the Halo game would be awesome. Yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> a Rambo game in the style of Halo would be awesome. <laughs> Like you imagine getting Rambo, Schwarzenegger, all our good oldies. Well, that's Expendables. They added. But on a video game. Yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Take my money. They added Rambo to Call of Duty. Yeah, they did. And just recently they added Terminator too. But you know what? Schwarzenegger's in it. If you want to enjoy the video game, they added Rambo and Terminator to Mortal Kombat 11. Yes. Mm. They know. So he's kind of in games. Yeah. I'm sure there's some. Well, we watched it uh, on the on the actual. V- we have the VHS tape, right? So in the beginning of the VHS tape, it's an advertisement for the for the Demolition Man mm-hmm. video game on the Super Nintendo 3DO oh, yeah. system, which is pretty Sega cool. CD. Yeah, I made a little clip because it was like the, the music and the, the screen. It's all crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> and so I just made a little clip of me dancing to it. Which, if anyone can get a VS tape instead of watching it streaming, you would rather do that. I was really, because when Bob showed up, you, you said you're going to watch it here. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, we have the tape, but I didn't like that it cut out in little parts. So I was like, we'll just, we'll just try to find it streaming. Yeah, the tape was damaged in a couple spots. Yeah. like like Just just like a second it cuts out or something like that in two right. spots. So I was like, oh, I'll just find it streaming. We watched it on streaming, and man, it is. It's not good. It is so bad compared to the quality of the VHS tape. <laughs> And of course, when we watch it on our tape, they go to Taco Bell. When we watch yeah. it streaming, they're going to Pizza Hut. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense why they did it, but. Maybe. It's so weird going, a movie like this where it's set in the future, which we, you know, with uh, Back to the Future, we hit that date where they're like, wow, this is the time Marty McFly went to the future. Like, we hit that date. We have yeah. not hit this date yet. Yeah, I know. It's about 10 years from now. Yeah, exactly 10 years from now. <laughs> Because it's August. It's mm-hmm. August 2032. We've got 10 years before Facebook's about to explode. <laughs> With, yeah. This is the day. <laughs> and you know what? I don't know. I think compared to Back to the Future. Yeah. Who, who who took some big swings. I think a lot of the shit in Demolition Man came true. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in the. I don't you know, see any seashells in your bathroom. Well, you may need to look again. <laughs> because we specifically have three seashells on she, top of the yeah. toilet. Yeah. We do. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> yes. We do have three We need to spray shots. paint them silver is what we need to do. So that I moved out. them in when he had actually got in the commode because I was doing a flip turn. If he ever decided to get rid of the toilet paper, I had the three seashells <laughs> because the commode was there. Oh, wow. The only thing our commode does not have is a drying feature. So it just didn't make sense to get rid of the toilet paper. <laughs> but when, 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 uh, <laughs> when Huxley, yeah. That's a problem. It is a problem. That, let's, you know what? I'm not even going to move on. That That is a problem. We have the bidet <laughs> set up. Yep. It sprays. It cleans. It, it does the, the, all, all the stuff all the you stuff. needed to do. Heated seat. Warm water. Does not dry. Yeah, we <laughs> need the drying. And then my three seashells would be amusing to pull on people. Yes. <laughs> I need to figure out how to attach a blow dryer under there. Am I the only one that uses it? I think so most of the time. I use it every time. I know you do. <laughs> Sapphire sometimes decides to try it. Bob? it. Nope. Never? No. Wow. (laughs) 
it doesn't dry. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say try it because it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad as it's like, I mean, I, I get the point, but like you said, if it doesn't dry, what's the point? You still yeah. got to go to the toilet. Paper. You still got to, but, but not as much. <laughs> like, I like it because I, I use probably one handful of toilet paper every time. Ease is a half a thing of toilet paper every time. <laughs> <laughs> If I didn't have the bidet, yes. Yeah. If you didn't have the bidet, he used to buy a half a thing. So yeah. it really well, how do you know when it's done? Oh, because it's not. There's no brown on it. Well, I'm not looking it every time. I'm licking it every time. Ew. What? That's not ew. It came from my body. You wipe until the paper's clean, then you smell it to make sure it's really clean. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just keep going until it smells good or turns yeah, red. Right. Are you guys <laughs> dogs? I feel like you're dogs. <laughs> This is why men get called dogs. We should do it the way dogs do it. We should just drag our asses across the grass. <laughs> or the carpet. Fuck it. No, that's just when they got worms, man. Oh. Our anal gland problems. All right. Well, my anal glands are, I don't know. I haven't had them looked at lately. <laughs> Please don't. I'm going to set up an appointment <laughs> to have a groomer check my anal glands. Nope. Not this one. You need to find a new groomer. So, John Spartan looks amazing in this. First thing, we get the beret, the black beret with the black yep. vest and the muscle-tight T-shirt and the black cargo pants. And it is exactly the guy from Expendables. Like, when he made yeah. Expendables, yeah. he went back and did this. You could tell this was a look he enjoyed. Yeah. It's not the best look of the movie. I think well, that'll come up later. I don't know if you guys know, but there is a point where he's wearing the best outfit in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if I noticed. I like the first one pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a good look. Looks like he right out of, like, Resident Evil stars... Yeah, but I, I like those little berets. So. The berets work for him. I didn't like the beret on, in Stargate on uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell but yeah. he needed something because that hair was a situation. <laughs> the berets yeah. work on me. I like how they I'm look sure on they me. do. Well, you're so cute. No matter what <laughs> they put on your head. He has that line. Send a maniac to catch a maniac. Which he'll say that multiple times. <laughs> I think he only says it twice. Yes. But it's it's just funny when when you hear a line in a movie and you you just know like that was in the trailer, like that's definitely <laughs> gonna they said that so that they could say it in the trailer. Right. Yeah, yeah I like that line though. It's a really good one. I think Stallone did too because he did it twice. <laughs> we got Lamb in the helicopter. He's the helicopter pilot, which you'll miss if you if you blink. <clears throat> right. And the other guy is just a nobody, but he has that line like, "What are we even doing here?" <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, this is an, obviously an op, a police operation has been planned. They're on yeah. top of the, and then you just get the one guy. What are we even doing here? <laughs> Game over, man. <laughs> one guy just wishes he was at home sitting on his bidet. He throws that <laughs> bag down and then jumps off the helicopter. What was in the bag? Do you guys know? No clue. I don't know, but I feel like him jumping up. That wasn't like a bungee cord. It was like a rope. <laughs> I know. He, he broke his spine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way Bruce Wayne was trying to get out of that pit in Dark Knight Rises is pretty much what happens to Spartan right in the beginning of the movie. Yep. Phoenix! He yells Phoenix on his way out of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Guy's buried somewhere in the building, hiding somewhere, and he thinks he's going to hear him. Yeah. I mean, you would think you don't want him to. Like, there's no reason why he should know yeah, I'm I mean, coming. Sneak up on him. Yeah. <laughs> The whole idea is they're going after him because he had all these hostages. What, what was it? A whole bus full of people he stole? Yeah. Yeah, okay, but then. he wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't authorized to go and look That's for him. That's what the chief says afterwards. You weren't supposed to be here or something. Like, it was definitely some kind of black op. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> LA PD black op. 
he takes out two guys on the roof immediately, which looks awesome. I, I'm not going to have really any complaints about the action. People online are complaining about the action in the movie. And the things they're talking about, I guess I can see. The but only- it's not enough for me to, like, think about it and come out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, the only thing I did not like through the whole movie, which was in the action scene, was in the first part. When they started the fire, when he jumps over the fire to get to Phoenix. And I didn't like how they the jump. It just didn't look realistic. For some reason, it just looked weird to me. I didn't like that the moment. jump either, and it wasn't that it didn't look realistic, but it was, it was that it looked weird. It looked weird. It looked I didn't unnecessary. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> he like does a weird skip jump and is shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it's like this this it this just, two seconds of film is going to be in the trailer. Yeah, it just takes <laughs> for th- like a second or two, and like that just doesn't. And then you're right back, and you're happy with it. But I just didn't like that part. Yeah. A big a big stickler on the IMDb facts is that when. When Simon Phoenix puts the torch down towards the gasoline, it would have exploded just from the fumes, or it would have ignited just from the fumes. And it's like, yeah, I guess so, but Probably. also... I feel like that would have happened when he started cigarette, too. The moment Spartan <laughs> walks into this factory, he does not smell gasoline all over the floor. Yeah. It takes it takes Phoenix being like, well, look at this, and pointing to the gas that's been pouring on the floor. <laughs> like, that has a scent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Very potent scent. Yeah. He does that, like, that back fist punch around the corner to the guy coming <laughs> down that hallway, which, I don't know, that never looks like it would work ever yeah, in no. any movie. I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> it wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's no way to, like, that's not knockout. <laughs> it's just not how your arm is designed to put power. <laughs> I didn't, I know he wasn't supposed to be there for whatever reason he wasn't supposed to. I don't like that they blamed him for the deaths of those people. It does not work, but you have to accept it for the rest of the movie to happen. I, I agree. There's, well, how do you know he, he's the one that blew up all those 30 people? Well, Simon Phoenix told us. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the criminal told me. They found bird bodies. Yeah. And it's kind of a stress to be like, oh, what yeah. did you say before that? There was a thermal thermal uh-huh. cam or something? Yes, they detected there was eight no people. detecting Yeah, they them. did a thermal scan. They so only that saw would, the eight. So that would tell you that they were already dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy that it took like 45 minutes into the movie or, or an hour and 20 into the movie for the for Phoenix to be like, guess what? They were already dead. Yeah. And then they think like the audience knows now. It's like, well. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the movie, something was fishy. Yeah. yeah. We watched him get there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love that Phoenix is just doing blow when he gets there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's blinking and you'll miss it. But the same thing Die sure, Hard. Yeah, he's for sure doing... Well, in Die Hard, they make you see it. In yeah. this one, he just kind of sits up real quick when you they open the door. You just have the nose... You kind of yeah. hear the sound. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you know what he was doing. <laughs> it, it's a... It's an 80s thing, I think. I think you just have to have it. Yeah. 80s, 90s, they have to have the blow on the table at some point in your movie. They're fight- they, they immediately start fighting, which I, I saw a fact on IMDb. It was like, originally, when they first meet, it was, it was in the script that they wouldn't fight. They would just have a face-to-face encounter. And then later on, they decided it'd be better if they tried to kill each other. It's like, yeah, well, what <laughs> the fuck? Did, what would they have said? It was, it was I'm going to arrest you. No, you're not. That's not... I get kind of annoyed with IMDb sometimes. I just love it. Like, when I was watching, I was watching Phoenix do all his things. I was just like, I want to go back and watch Coming to America 2 again. 
Because I just love him how he Snipes acts. Snipes is that. good, man. He's so freaking good. Have you ever seen Passenger Fifty Seven or or The Art of War? No, but I'm gonna have to. All right, I write them down. Realize, We're watching them. I haven't realized how much I like Wesley Snipes and things. He's good. Yeah, he's really, really. According good. According to like every story from behind the scenes, he's a nightmare to work with. <laughs> but the man cuts a good film, man, <laughs> and he's and he's good like at martial arts too. Something about him playing this role, like the whole movie, I kept thinking back to like the Joker. He I, would was, make a freaking good like, Joker. In my notes, like Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, no. But, I mean, but they the should whole, make him a Joker. The whole first time we see him, he's wearing the Beetlejuice black and white striped pants, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the crazy shirt, and and when when Spartan or quotations Batman is beating on him, he's giggling and laughing loud yeah, with that yeah. high pitched laughter. Crazy man. <laughs> he's doing the Joker. Yeah, and he's good at it. I, I mean, the whole time I was watching him as. As Phoenix, I, I kept thinking, like, he, did he base it on the yeah. Joker? <laughs> Hot take. Hey, for Edward from Twilight's next movie, you should make Wesley Snipes the Joker. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome, people. <laughs> there would be no disappointment there. I'm already disappointed with the sequel to the Joker movie. I was disappointed. I didn't hear anything I'm on yet. record being disappointed with the Joker movie in the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, me and him have the same stand. It no. didn't need to be happening, but... <laughs> But maybe they can make us happy. And it's not the. A- I love Joaquin Phoenix. I yeah, watched, he's awesome. I've watched Walk the Line like three times. Yeah. He's good, but I don't know. It's just so depressing. It's the There's feel, nothing. the tone of the movie yeah. is wrong for me. It, it's a, it's not a tone that would keep me in it. Right. You know what it is? It's very slow paced. It's slow paced, but it's also a very sad, somber tone. Yeah, like it's. Yeah. There's no peaks. Right. <laughs> like. Life can be sad. Life can be very depressing. So if I'm sitting down watching something, I don't want to feel more depressed than when I started <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And that's how that movie makes me. So it's it's no no. I wanted that me. I'd watch my home videos. No, I'm just kidding. No, that'd be funnier. <laughs> that would be better. He has that line. Is it cold in here? Or is it just me? And then he does. I wrote the words Joker laugh. Like <laughs> I, I I saw it too. It's there for sure. Yeah. The line doesn't work. The room's on fire. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> the, the, the city's on fire. I feel like the city's always on fire. And then he has, I'd lose my head if it wasn't attached. Stallone. I, I'll keep that in mind. Now, did anybody know at this point? That his head was not That his head attached? might not be on his shoulders by the end of the movie? I completely yeah, forgot yeah. about that until we got it to is, the end. It and it was good. Ways, I liked it. But I wrote early in the notes like, oh, for sure his head's going to get knocked off. <laughs> or I said cut off, but yeah. I like that. I like the crashing of the ice within his head smashing. I did like that thing. too. Yeah, I like that it, it bounced. Good. It bounced yeah. before it broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they did a good job with the whatever they constructed to make it look like his head. It didn't look like a dummy. It actually, looked like it really was. His oh head. yeah, it was good. Very well. My next note is: it's insane that John Spartan is found guilty, which we covered. That. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It doesn't work, but you have to for for the movie to happen. It ha- he has to be found guilty, but it you could probably set up a more believable otherwise, way. Otherwise, I'd have to age him somehow. <laughs> like it, yeah. there couldn't have been they, they didn't do any autopsy right. on any of the victims yeah. because if they did, they would see they died before the fire. They right. better see if they died if they're freezing people. They better have but that technology. Well, I was gonna say we're three years in the future. We can freeze people and we can do cryo scans of buildings or thermo scans of buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You should be able to tell someone was dead beforehand. But nope. John Spartan is charged with 30 counts of involuntary manslaughter and sentenced to 70 years of cryo rehabilitation. Which, in consideration, I guess that's not too out of the 
glue with everything because you get longer life sentences now that you know people are just going to die in jail beforehand. They just kind of ridiculous. It was like, yeah, he's serving 14 life sentences. It's like, okay, well, then what's the point? Just say you won't be getting out. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Or just out. kill. I mean, like, what's the point? We're going to yeah. feed you for the rest of your life for yeah. no re- You don't got to worry about working a day in your life. From the fact that they were not supposed to be awake during this, no brain functioning besides for the things going into your head. Where's the punishment besides yeah, exactly for you losing your work? family? They don't have to feed them, I guess, if they're frozen, right? If they're frozen, no. But I'm, I'm talking about reality, like the people that are serving in prison that are like, oh, he's serving yeah. 27 life sentences. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of a puzzling thing, though. I mean, they're, they're pumping information into their brain, so it's mm-hmm. got to be brain activity. That's what I was I thinking. I like the, the, the freeze prison. That means their body is doing something, so it should need nourishment somehow. I'm yeah, going I mean, to guess some sort of food put into a vein or something. Something. I mean, they, they do have that little thing in the chest and in the head. Yeah. We don't know what they do. It's yeah. just science discs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a bear going down for hibernation. hibernation. Yeah. Yeah. Which the only true hibernators in the world are bears and groundhogs. Mm-hmm. This is another one produced by Joel Silver, who is his that name is synonymous with badass actions from the eighties and nineties. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about Sandy Bullock in this one? She was good. She's awesome. She's amazing. I, I think I really love Miss Congeniality, and it reminded me kind of of her whimsy with that one. Did you see who else was in this from Miss Congeniality? I'm trying to think. Yeah, she was kind of like the. Was comic, it the other cop the that was with her? Yeah, Benjamin Bratt. I didn't Garcia. know his name. I had to think about he it. Was but he was in too. Yeah. Was he a cop in that one too? Yep. He was one of the, well, FBI agents. FBI. Yeah. yeah. Um, they worked good together. So originally, Sandra Bullock was not cast. Which would have been a very bad. You know who was? Ugh. Who? Tyler from Point Break. Keanu's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did see that now that you mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. She, she was cast and worked two days before yeah. she was fired or let go. Yeah, I forget what they said. Something the, about chemistry wasn't right or something. All I saw from everything I looked up was just creative differences, yeah. which is just like basically saying, we're not going to tell you why she's not yeah. in the movie. Like she filmed some scenes, yeah. Yeah, she was on it for two days. But you know what? I don't care because Sandra Bullock did an amazing job. This yeah. She's awesome in this movie. I told you after we watched it the first night. I'm like, you know what? That was Sandra Bullock's movie. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's that movie. I think that was the first thing I ever saw him, her in where she was like kind of the... Main girl. Comic relief almost. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also very early. I mean, you got to understand, she was she was worried about the next film she was going to do. She wasn't sure if she was going to take it. It was some crazy bus movie. Yeah. That's the next one she does is Speed. Speed, yeah. So, what's his name there? Rob Schneider. He, he's gone on record and being like, she was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do this bus movie. And I told her, I'm like, you got to do it. And I feel like that's just <laughs> Rob Schneider telling a story that yeah. paints him in a good light. <laughs> What about they got him doing the exact character from SNL? Yeah, kind of. Like, the moment we see him, he's like, oh, lovely Leona. Like, he does the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Making copies. But we we see her, immediately see her just cruising in a Tesla. Again, Teslas. They call that. That's the Tesla. Yeah. (laughs) And she's having a Zoom meeting. Yeah. With the warden. Right. If we had done this movie... The car was was driving itself, everything. Yeah. (laughs) It just cracks me up. There's like... It was so disheartening, everything you said to him. And all I'm thinking, this isn't disheartening. It's just... She's bored. No, she was very... What's the word? 
There was nothing unprofessional about the way no. she was talking. She was just being pleasant and and you know joking. Mm-hmm. That that guy sucks. The guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah like fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm could you he imagine didn't somebody having to sit through every single conversation and listen to you and then grouching at you when you get to work about it? I, <laughs> I wouldn't. It wouldn't work for me. So that's the big idea with this one, right? Because it it gets kind of misconstrued in the same way Rambo gets turned into like an an alt right figure of like this is this is gung ho fire don't tread on me yeah when really they missed the point of the first Rambo movie where it was like he's broken by his time in the military yeah. and yeah. this this one people like to construe that it's like this is if the left's got control of the government and lost control and everything gets <laughs> fucked. But really, the point of this movie, and and the writer has gone on record as saying it, is like, no, this is what happens when we don't meet in the middle. This is both sides going to their own spots and everything not working. Because they all got to come together and find a middle ground. Right. That's usually the problem with any big, huge issue is that nobody wants to put all the ideas and mash them into mashed potatoes. Yeah. Let's make some mashed potatoes. Both the... The scraps, we're going to call them. The people that are living in the... Un- I thought they were living in, like, underground tunnels and shit. And then I realized that it's it's after the big one of 2010, where supposedly the big earthquake. So all of L.A. is, is under this this town they made. Right. Yeah. So, like, they're... Yeah, they're down under, under the ground, but they also have all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's been there. Except the food. Except the food. <laughs> that's about it. Those rat burgers aren't bad, though. I guess not. He kept eating them. He, he was, was still, okay he with was it. He was kind of making noises. He yeah. was making yummy noises. <laughs> Those little coughs and shit. Yeah. I, I probably would have ate it. If you it smelled have. good, it obviously if smelled good. If that was the only chance you were getting at meat, you would eat it. I don't even care yeah. what you say. You can have this from Taco Bell. It's a pill with some juice on it. That was a pretty big-sized burger, man. How many rats did it take to make that thing? Right? <laughs> I, I really did think I'm about like s- a rat and how, how long it would take to make a burger. Okay. <laughs> if we're thinking about city rats... The ones you actually oh, find. Yeah. The ones in people the city. mistake probably. for dogs. Yeah, you got yeah. You got that one. that's tons of meat. If yeah, we're you... talking about a pet store rat, you probably need three. Yeah, the city rats you get like a twenty four pack. Yeah. Wow, you were so specific <laughs> about that. You were like, we we need exactly three. <laughs> like you've I made have, a rat burger. I've had rats before. I know what size they are. I I'm not very deluded on how right. much meat it would take. Listen, I've had rats. I've had to use the bodies. I know how much it takes to make a burger. Whatever. Rats are evil little creatures when you don't feed them. Let me tell you, you do not let your child have a rat until she's responsible or he's responsible to feed them. They will turn on each other. You've heard it here first, folks. (laughs) The more you know. I know you're tempted. The moment you get your kid out the womb, you want to throw a rat at it. But you need to wait (laughs) until it's responsible enough. Besides, Rambo had him in the water with him. Yeah, he hated it. Him. He hated it. He was like, that he did. <laughs> it wasn't the first time he had to deal with his rats on set. <laughs> yeah, they were chewing on him. We get that little glimpse of the the little periscopes coming out of the ground, and then they yeah. they spray paint in like instant. This doesn't work for me at least. <laughs> no, the instant life is hell graffiti with the EF under it, yep. and then immediately removed. It's like, why did they even do it then? If they, I mean, obviously they know this happens. Got instantly lasered off. Yeah, just to irritate the man. And then why does, and then why does he get irritated if it immediately gets erased? Yeah, 
because this person that is in charge of everything wants complete power over everything. He doesn't want anything out of place. He doesn't want to deal with it. So we're talking about Raymond Cocteau now. Yes. Cocteau. He reminds me of like a cult leader. Like that's He's very what he good. is. Now, now, Nigel Hawthorne plays this character. He is very good in this. It does not feel like you're watching a man act as Raymond Cocteau. Cocteau. It feels like you're watching Raymond Cocteau, the man that has always existed. Like, he is good (laughs) as Raymond Cocteau. I don't know, but if there's any movies that need to be made about a cult leader, he should have first dibs. I feel like, I I don't know much about him. I didn't look up his career or nothing, but that is like a classically trained actor right there. (laughs) That dude has depth. Yeah, he was good. Just the way he's smiling as he's insulting Spartan at, the, at Taco Bell. <laughs> like, it's just so smooth. I guess he didn't like him or Snipes. Really? Yeah. He's on record saying that both of them were divas and, like, they'd have to wait for them to come out of their trailer. They would refuse to come out of their trailers. <laughs> like, he hated working with Stallone and Snipes. I feel like anyone that is a Dude. classically trained actor likes punctuality. They don't yeah. like anyone being yeah. late. <laughs> Did you hear who Stallone originally wanted? Yeah. For Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would have worked. No. Who was it? Jackie Chan. Maybe. As, who knows? As Phoenix. I don't think anyone could have replaced Phoenix, <laughs> though, but who knows? I don't think so. Jackie Chan turned it down because he didn't want to play a bad guy. Yeah. He never likes to play a bad guy. <laughs> no. Has the he one ever time, played one? I was just going to say, the one time I seen him play anything remotely close to a bad guy, it's like 2011, he played in a movie called The Monkey King. And he is the titular Monkey King, who is a bad guy. I, Have I think we seen that I, one? I may be wrong. Listeners, write in yeah, matpod at mail.com. Never did. I've seen it. But yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. I've only seen it if you made me sit through it. I don't Probably sit through Jackie Chan movies. <laughs> I don't. I watched that one. That was one I watched back when you would have to select the movies you want to watch on Netflix and then wait for them to arrive in the mail. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> that was one of those ones. <laughs> Yeah, Snipes didn't even want to play the role. They had to go to the movie set he was currently filming to talk him into it. Which one was that? He was doing, uh, what was it, uh, Red Sun or something like that? Or oh, Rising Sun. Okay, Rising Sun, yeah. With Sean Connery. I like how Rob Schneider answers the phone. It, like, they got that wrong. He answers the phone. He's yeah, like, that's the 911 desk. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Thank you for calling SAPD. Would you like to talk to an automated message? Press one now. Oh, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. You answer and then ask if they want to go to an automated... Yeah. No. That's <laughs> the worst way to do that. Who's going to... Yeah, actually, this is an emergency, but I'd like to talk to a uh, computer, please. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand why they wake them up for parole. Yeah. Like, what are they going to say? You don't give them a chance to prepare their parole I've been, I've been good since then. Yeah, I, I ain't done nothing wrong since then. <laughs> I feel like they should wake up and just fucking not know what's going on. Yeah. Like, wah, wah, wah. Not be able to repeat everything you say to them back in Spanish <laughs> and be so clever. Well, he had all this stuff getting him. Yeah, him don't him. count. <laughs> him got a little special sauce. Yeah. <laughs> what did he get? He got all the information for the computer systems. Yeah, he's pretty much a hacker. Art. There was a lot. Martial <laughs> that art sucks, training. Though. How to kill things. There was like so much. There's like yeah. 27 Maps things. of the city. All kinds of stuff was pumped into his head. I'm going to give you another complaint right there then. Because 
Yes, the maps of the city, the codes to his handcuffs, right. the being able to work the computers that you see the keyboards, there's not even letters on them. Yeah. I know, yeah. Like he can work all this stuff like it's magic. That that's fine. It's uh, for like sure. Matrix that makes sense. That downloaded. But when you add martial arts and then three times the strength. Yeah, how do well, you then add don't strength? No, that shouldn't have been possible at all. <laughs> then don't show him fighting Stallone in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Because we watch them fight and they're both equally matched or, you know, Stallone won. Right. And then now he knows martial arts. No. <laughs> he did then. We saw it. Yeah. Don't have him do it. That was kind of dumb. I, I like the get the gag that but but Spartan is learning how to knit. Yeah, really. I like when he got irritated. I can fix my shirt. I just need a needle. I thought he was so disgusted. Yeah, with I did himself. not just say that. <laughs> Which I my favorite part of that is when he's watching the footage of uh Phoenix and Cocktail uh, and yeah. Phoenix. And he's he's getting ready to knit, and he's like doing this thing where he's bringing the yarn up on his his palm, and he's raising his, and it yeah. lo- it just looks like he's done it a thousand times. Yeah. And it, just for Stallone to do something like that and look so proficient at it without that being the main focus of the scene <laughs> right. was re- really good. Like that's that's good. Yeah, you've definitely put some effort into learning how to do that. And we're back. <laughs> Did you guys get all the popcorn and refreshments? There was popcorn. Is that what we should call our breaks? Is the concession stand? Should we all go to the concession stand and then we take our break? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're movies, right? We gotta find this has to. This all has to be uniform here. Okay. I don't want to wear a uniform. I think we should wear uniforms. <laughs> and I think our uniforms should be Simon Phoenix's clothes before he gets frozen. Yeah. Beetlejuice black and white striped pants. No, you know what? Our uniform is not that. Our uniform is the best outfit in the movie. Yeah. It is. I'm Stallone's not wearing movie. sleeveless kimono. <laughs> How badass is that? Can you look bad in a sleeveless kimono? I don't care. Kimonos are freaking comfortable. Right? And imagine if there's no more sleeves to bother you and you can just flex. They're comfortable. Free flex room. <laughs> just right back to they're comfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and arms are more comfortable without sleeves than with sleeves. That's just a fact. (laughs) I got Aries one when he was real little, like two. And I got to put Sapphire in the same thing, and they're so cute and comfortable in their little kimonos. (laughs) I need a kimono, but uh, if I do get one, just a regular kimono, you can be assured them sleeves are getting cut. So we had touched on the fact that Stallone wanted Jackie Chan real bad for the villain, Phoenix. Right. When the writer wrote this script, the original writer, this is this went through like fourteen rewrites apparently, yeah. and that that number might be inaccurate, but that's not the stats you're going to get from movies. And even time. after the final cut, they added the whole opening scene to the movie. Yeah, and also cut an hour out of the movie. I guess originally the movie opened with Stallone, Stallone being woken up. Yes, that was another writer that was brought in. He yeah. he came in and was like, "No, you have to show him working how in his we, day." How we got to this. So yeah, you mentioned the fact that Jackie Chan was Stolen's pick for, for right. Phoenix. The original writer of the script, he had planned Mickey Rourke for John Spartan. Really? Yeah. I don't uh, think that no. would have worked no. at all. At all. Stallone wanted Jackie Chan. The studio wanted Jean-Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal to play Phoenix. Really? They wanted either of those two to play Phoenix. They went to them, and both of them said no for the exact same reason Jackie Chan said no. They don't want to be the villain. Yeah. Now, Seagal, let me tell you something, bud. I, I can <laughs> see. He likes being a villain. You're a villain, like, in real life. I you could can... see Van Damme doing it. 
I don't think he would have done it as well as Snipes. No, of course not. But we've seen Van Damme be a villain. I can't see. I can't see Seagal doing it. <laughs> no, I can't see the the idea of giving Seagal more work. <laughs> that guy, I can't see giving him a role. I'm pretty sure he didn't have a minute to himself during that time. He's always on set. Yeah, we get Sandra Bullock back at the uh, police department, which I like that she gets reprimanded by. We kind of touched on it. Reprimanded by her boss, right, for wanting some kind of excitement. <laughs> she goes to like the back room, sanctimonious, sanctimonious asshole, and then she gets fined. The first yeah. fine we see is her. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. I, I think that's funny. Out of all the sayings in the past, she gets that one right. I thought it was weird. Yeah. Anybody else catch that they were calling everybody by their full names the whole time? Mm-hmm. Except for Bob. Yeah. But I think that is his full name, though. That's it. Associate Bob. That's all he gets. It was. I just felt weird that they were talking like that. They're all talking <laughs> weird. Like, like, Sandra Bullock's character is weird. <laughs> no one yeah, talks yeah. the way anybody it talks. It made sense to me because in formal society, it's very polite to call somebody by their titled name. So if they're trying to be very strict, proper, and dainty, you would have to call people by their full name at all you times. You think Otherwise of like rude. characters that do it, like <clears throat> Teal'c. Yeah. We had talked about Stargate a lot, but Teal'c. It's in his culture to do it. Did you lose his voice? Oh, we lost the AC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to notice it was still going. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. <laughs> this is like I have to cu- cut this whole part out. Do <laughs> you guys notice that everyone is fined one credit for violating the moral, ver- the verbal moral s- statute? Yeah. yeah. The verbal I it was morality like half statute. A credit. Everyone is fined one <coughs> credit okay. for breaking the verbal morality statute, except right. for one character. Who is that? Yeah. Huxley. When she says sanctimonious asshole, she is fined one half credit. That's what I was wondering. Because huh. I heard a half somewhere. Yeah, she she gets fined half credit for saying sanctimonious asshole. Every other character in the movie is fined one credit. Hmm. So there's some kind of benefit of being a cop? Is it? Because when Spartan curses, he is reinstated as police. Right. Yes. And he is fined one credit. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Are females fined one half credit and males find one credit? Is it a sexist hmm. utopia? Not sure. A sextopia, if you will. <laughs> Which you shouldn't. <laughs> but no, is it only the one woman... Is fined a half credit, and every other male in the movie is fined one credit. All I'm Maybe saying is, I'm saying she's the only one that cursed that was a female, right? Yeah, nobody else did it. I mean, really, how many other females can you count? <coughs> Not his daughter. No, <laughs> don't add her to the number. I'm trying to think in the movie how many females I saw right now. Right, and there's not a lot coming to. I mean, the memory. one that was talking shit to to Spartan, like there, there's female extras enough to where you don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... But there's not a lot of females that have actual speaking lines in the movie. I think, right. what is it, Rat Lady? Was feeding the burgers. The, the, that, that woman that was feeding the burgers. She talked. The woman that said, what would you say if I was to tell you you're a barbaric scumbag? Or yes, some that, sh- was that, that, the, lady that was yeah. in that Taco Bell. Yeah. And we're done. <laughs> and we're done here. Yeah, that's about it. Now, if we had stuck with them throughout the movie, they'd probably have been getting fined half credit the whole time. Who knows? We'll never know. 
we might know. What you understand about Demolition Man is the future is not set in stone. We did not see the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. There is a second movie coming. Is there? Have you yes. heard something? We got to understand is that next year marks the 30th anniversary of this film. And Stallone has been on record as recently as last year about how this movie's going to be made. <laughs> Demolition Man 2 is coming and he is hopeful. <laughs> it's obviously not going to be with Snipes again. We don't know that's obvious. Yes, he died. He, di- he did off. die at the end of this movie. He was but shattered. <laughs> did they have cloning? Yeah, I don't know. Going to be Phoenix's long-lost son. <laughs> yeah, who has to come back and fight the Russian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, the rumors are that Demolition Man 2 will be at least announced by next year because it does mark the 30th anniversary. And Stallone has mentioned within two years that... Demolition Man 2 is in the works. Okay. I hope it's good. Hope it's not a failure. I just want to see it. I'm sure it won't be the best. I mean, when's the last time they made, they remade a movie from the early 90s that was good? It's yeah. supposed to be Top Gun, but we haven't seen it for ourselves. I heard things, man. That movie sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's Tom Cruise, though. He's the hero that's bringing people back to the theater. Except for us. <laughs> we will get there. I think they said something that, like starts off exactly where it stops and it completely has a good flow. Yeah. Did we talk about the fact that there's a code word to release the cuffs? We have not talked about that. I All didn't right. catch it the first time. Yeah. And it really irritated me the next so time. So let's just jump to... <laughs> So Simon Phoenix is getting his parole hearing all of a sudden. Yes. Right. Years before, because they, they said that when they're freezing the Spartan, when the warden or the assistant warden Smithers is, is freezing Spartan, he says that you will be eligible for parole in 2046. Now, this movie takes place in 2032. Right. 14 years before he's even eligible for parole, but Phoenix is getting his parole now. Which means Simon Phoenix, the terrorist, gets to have parole 10, 14 years before the the cop who arrested him gets his parole. Because Phoenix said he killed those people. Why would he lie? You're right. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Hold up. Hold up. You just blew my mind because you made me think about something. Okay. If they're going to take his belief that he told him... That the building was going to kill if it blew up. And already said that's how he warned him. How did he get charged for the one where you're not completely in control of killing them? So he was charged with involuntary manslaughter of 30 people. But Phoenix is saying he told him before he blew it up. So that wouldn't be meaning he was the one that actually killed them if he was already told the information before. Phoenix said, I warned him and he said he didn't care. Mm Mm-hmm. That's involuntary manslaughter. If if the idea is they're trying to say that John Spartan started the fire, that's that's what we're to believe in this movie. Yes, I okay. get that. I'm saying if I was a freaking lawyer and somebody told me, then he would be the one getting charged for manslaughter when the other one told him there was a way to avoid it. I would argue that point to the freaking cows came home. Are you saying that Phoenix's lawyer should have gotten him off? To my way of thinking. They're saying that Phoenix is not responsible for it at all, right? If they're taking Phoenix's word and they're charging him with a crime at all, 
they should have just been able to charge the demolition with just murder. Just so you're saying out. Simon Phoenix shouldn't have been charged with At anything? All. Yeah, uh, he should have got completely okay, off, yes, and the whole I thing should have gone on the well, demolition. Man. At the very least, he would have had the kidnapping. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been murdered at so all. Those people been, wouldn't. So have, that would make sense if his so time those people wouldn't have like been there to time. have been killed if he didn't bring them there. Yes, I, I agree. Like none of it makes sense, but <laughs> you can argue the fact that Simon Phoenix has taken control of Los Angeles and not allowed police, mail, and the only people that haven't understood this is the bus drivers. Like he's already <laughs> committed crimes that are on record. Yeah, right. he's he's a criminal. Yeah. They wanted Simon Phoenix. They're just not going to charge him with the murder of these 30 people. But he's getting charged. Like, he will be going to jail. Like, there's other crimes. Yeah, I get that. The way that they make it come out doesn't come out. But when you think about it that way, how the how lawyers think and everything else, they would definitely have that as a pointer. Oh, yeah. It. There's no reason why. There is absolutely zero reason why John Spartan's lawyer... Would allow him to get sentenced to 70 years. Yeah. Yeah. With the other one only <laughs> no. getting sentenced to like 24 or whatnot. Yeah. Now, doing work for the movie. Let's just do work for the movie now. Okay. I like doing work <laughs> for the movie. Let's say Raymond Co- Cocteau, the guy who runs this, in- the built the city that everyone loves, the benevolent, probably moved the Phoenix's parole hearing up. Like, it, yeah. his whole plan was for <clears throat> Phoenix to escape. Yes. So, you're, what you're we're wondering is how long has this thought been going on since the amount of things that he was told there was nothing good in the very beginning. Like, yeah. Nothing. How long? How long has he been getting fed all this stuff yes, in his and- cryo sleep? Because <laughs> the only thing that set off Ram- Raymond Cocteau to make this big criminal decision is the fact that Edward Friendly is doing graffiti. Apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's it. That's it. Yeah, so I think he has a whole bunch of people that he just feeds stuff because he's just evil incarnate and he wants things this way and he has to have backup plans everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so evil. So he Smither says, do you have any final words? He's he's definitely not granting parole. No. And Simon Phoenix has that. Yeah, one, one teddy bear. And his <laughs> fucking handcuffs come off. I had the hardest time hearing that name. Every single time I heard it, I could not tell. I knew it was some password, but I just couldn't tell what yeah. it was. I mean, it's dumb. <laughs> it is, but I wish I could have hear- heard it it's clearer. It's dumb. And you like, know what made else is kind of dumb? Sorry, go ahead. You're good. Oh. Oh. Uh, fuck. <laughs> in my head, I was like, save that, put a pin in it. And then you said you're good. And then like, where did I put that pin? <laughs> <laughs> um, handcuffs are kind of dumb in in general. Yeah. Any key opens a handcuff. Yep. <laughs> Not any key can open a door. Yeah. So you can just sell handcuff keys. <laughs> you can go. I, I'm telling you right now, as the listener listening to this podcast, you can go on Amazon right now and you can buy a handcuff key. It's like 10 bucks. <laughs> that key will open any handcuff, including police handcuffs. Which is the only probably so you just helped all the criminals that had no clue because I mean because this information is not sealed behind documents. This is just you can just buy them. Not only can you just buy handcuff keys, you can buy handcuff keys that are made of plastic that attach to the jacket sleeve. Just a little string that hangs off your sleeves. You can buy rubber and plastic handcuff keys that hang off. They're seven dollars. 
<laughs> That's dumb. You were talking about teddy bear being dumb for the code to unlock the handcuffs. What about the fact that you could just buy them? They, they're so small, they fit inside of a pill bottle. They, they're, they're tiny little itty bitty keys. You could stick them in the hole where a tooth used to be. It's just tiny, and you could just buy them for less than $10. Why are we still using handcuffs? <sighs> you got me. Well, I mean, you could still use handcuffs, but you would have to make a different set of keys for every single Am handcuff, I- <laughs> which I think most of the population thought before you just shouted it out to them. You would think, oh, they're all <laughs> different. No, it is the exact same thing. It's just a cylinder with a block that turns, and that's it. I'm gonna a tell cylinder you, with a block. I'm going to tell you right now, I never knew that until you first told me a few years ago. No clue. Really? Should no I cut clue this? at all. I, is that no shit? Should I cut this? Is this like telling everybody how to make a bomb real quick? <laughs> Should I cut Maybe. it? Maybe. All right. Well, we might cut that. I, I'm just saying that's stupid. That's as when, stupid as teddy bear being. I'm the just code. wondering. When did you learn this? Was it when you were working at the jail? Yeah. I mean, when I when I actually had to for a job use handcuffs. Yeah, I realized that. Like, wait. How many I had, law enforcement usually knew that it actually straight out? I don't know. I, it seems stupid. It seems stupid, but yes, when you buy a pair of handcuffs, it comes with a pair of keys, two keys. Yes. And you're like, okay, these keys go to these handcuffs. No, any handcuff key goes to any handcuffs. It comes with two keys and there's two handcuffs. And you think one key opens one, one key opens the other? That would be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I would let you go, man, but I lost the right one. (laughs) (laughs) I just took that as you have one that you keep on you and have a spare that you're like, Hey, I uncuffed myself to something. I need some help over here. But like, if you're (laughs) someone who makes their money off of things that are illegal, why would you not invest in every piece of clothing you own having a little tiny, they make them out of plastic and rubber, (laughs) key? It's available. They even sell hidden ones where their key's like hidden in a belt buckle and stuff like that. Yeah, they sell the belt buckle thing, which... (laughs) The craziest thing, I only know because I bought it for work. Like, I used it at work. But, like, my I had a jacket, yeah. and that jacket had a little piece of string that hung off the zipper on the sleeve. And that had a little, about that big, about an inch long. Right. Rubber handcuff key. <laughs> Black. You would never know it was there until I needed to use it to release an inmate. <laughs> if they had handcuffed me, I would be out of them within seconds. And they're $6. Probably less if you buy them in bulk. How many do you really need? Surprisingly, <laughs> you want a few when you don't have kids. <laughs> they like to hide things on people. Oh, I thought you meant to handcuff the kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean the keys. <laughs> you have this key, and you think it's in your drawer, and you're like just goofing around. Handcuff yourself. I can do this and get out of it. And then you realize two seconds later, they're all gone. And no one has an idea because your kid just use them in a toy box. Yeah. <laughs> like when you buy the little plastic dollar store handcuffs yeah. and they come with the key, mm-hmm. that key is damn near perfect to open up real can- handcuffs. The only difference is that a handcuff key has a hole in the tip. Okay. Because when you put the key into the handcuffs, there's a metal rod that it has to go over. Yep. And then you turn it and open it. If you were to drill a hole in the tip of that little plastic fake key, it would work. It is now a handcuff key for actual handcuffs. <laughs> did not? Did you know that, Bob? The keys are all the same. Yeah. 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 When did you learn that? I had an idea. That information. When I was in high school, I had a friend and his younger brother 
used to go and get in trouble all the time. They picked him up one time for, I forget what it was. He vandalized something. And they put him in the back of the cop car. He had bottle rockets stuffed down his socks. And somehow he used the sticks from a bottle rocket to get out of handcuffs. (laughs) That's tricky, though, because those are... I don't know how he did it, actually. He didn't run away. He got out of the handcuffs and got out of the cop car and walked up behind the cops and was standing there. Just standing there waiting for him to turn around. Yeah. Just as as a FU. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it with a paperclip. Yeah. You can do it with a paper. I mean, I've done it with a paperclip. I don't know if I could have done it behind my back. Yeah. I did it with my handcuffs, and, like hands cuffed in front of me yeah. so I could look at what I was doing. Just to see if you could. Yeah, and I did. I got out of them. But that's dumb. <laughs> and they make all different kinds of handcuffs. They make the asps, which are... Yeah. Because the regular metal handcuffs, you think would be better than the asps that are made out of a poly or a plastic. Yeah. But they don't bend. So if an inmate really doesn't care about how, I keep saying inmate, but if someone doesn't care about how it hurts their wrist, they can really force those things, those metal ones, to bend in a way where they don't go back right again. The asps or the, the plastic poly ones, they can bend and then snap right back to the way they were and they can't get out. They're mm. unbreakable. He says Teddy Bear gets out of the cuffs, which is dumb. Just just wrecks everybody in the Immediately room. Immediately kills two guys. Yeah, just not even a chance. <laughs> he goes through the police in the future like they're just butter. Hot water through cold sand. Is that a saying? Nope. I heard it from Huxley. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. They start getting reports at the police station of 187. No one knows what 187 is. Murder. I don't remember because I wasn't paying super attention, but when you watched it today on the stream, did they mention Jeffrey Dahmer at all in the movie? I can't say I remember hearing that name. Okay, they cut it. Yeah. In the original VHS, if we watched it on the VHS, you'd hear it. After Cocteau is killed, now Phoenix is in control of the cryo prison. And he's going through a list and he's like going through names like, and he says, Jeffrey Dahmer, I love that guy. Get him out. (laughs) Add him to it. Jeffrey Dahmer dies 1994, uh, a year after this movie comes out. Yeah. So, as the time of the filming, he's an actual person, but it, yeah. it kind of threw me because I'm like, Jeffrey Dahmer, he's dead. What are you talking about? And I realized he didn't die till 94. This came out in 93. Hmm. They cut that because they decided that was just not something they wanted in their movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can't say I remember it. hearing his name. Yeah, we should have watched, dude. I apologize. <laughs> we should have just watched the tape. Yeah. I knew it cut out in like two spots, but it's better. This is the first time I ever watched it where it was Pizza Hut and not Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I always saw the other one being Pizza Hut. This is my first time at Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. So the last 187 hasn't happened since 2010. Hmm. Weird. So that's how the cops didn't know anything about what a 187 was. They were wrong about that Because 22 one. years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were definitely wrong <laughs> on that one. They don't keep cops until they're very old there, do they? There's like only two like veterans, maybe just one. Lamb and Smithers. When Simon Phoenix is up for parole, he is being paroled by Smithers. It is the same guy. They want you to know that. Yeah. I missed it. (laughs) But Lamb, they really show you it's the same guy, even though it's not the same actor. The actor who plays young Lamb in the helicopter is the same guy playing Johnson in Die Hard. Okay. Remember, there was two FBI agents, Johnson and Johnson, unrelated. Right, yeah. Murder, death kills. 
Yeah, why? They're big on redundancy yeah. in this film. I love some of the terms they use. Like when they're talking about walking up on Simon Phoenix when they, they catch him at that ATM or whatever that thing is. Right. They're like, ex- proceed with extreme assertiveness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bob, you're known as an extremely sensitive guy who inspires big joy-joy feelings in others. Do, do you okay. think you would use that machine that would tell you how good you are? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I'm not living 10 years in the future, so. That's true. We can never know because we're talking about 10 years in the future that's right really, now. That's so far out of reach. None of us, not even my children, are going to know what happens 10 years yeah, in the I future. I feel like they definitely should have made it like a 100 year, 100 year span Why? or something. <laughs> Dude, that's the biggest problem with this film is that they only went 30 years in the future. Yeah. We, the, the seashells joke does not work. Because there are people in the room laughing at Spartan right now that are over 30 years old. Yeah. For for asking how the seashells work. Yeah. It's like that other cop he worked with. For one. Yeah. Who wiped his ass with handfuls of paper. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, in the 20th century, they used handfuls of paper to clean the excrement. No. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure just about everyone in Europe has a bidet. It's just America, for some reason, doesn't want to switch. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I'm a bidet guy myself. I think it became a fad over here 10, 20 years ago, but it didn't stick. Yeah, it's not It's not as heavily sticking as it should. People still are sticking to toilet paper. Like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. It's cool. It's my butt. <laughs> Dogs like it like that. That's, I mean, that's how they greet each other. Imagine people <laughs> did that. Like somebody just walks up to you, sniffs your ass, he goes, <laughs> bidet, right? <laughs> I, would call- <laughs> I feel like that should be a family guy. <laughs> I would call the fucking cops, first of all. I would report that. I'm pressing charges. How do you guys feel about Edgar Friendly? I'm having a brain fart over here. He's the one that's kind of the spokesperson for the yeah. people underground. Dennis Leary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> no, thank you. I feel like he's from the 60s. Like, even he wouldn't have that kind of personality. Like, time, yeah, he felt out of out place. Out of place. He felt like he came from the same timeline as Snipes and Stallone. Yeah, he did. For sure. <laughs> it felt like younger than that. He never feels like he's acting only because he's not. He's just doing his stand-up act rants for two, three minutes at a time. Yeah. He felt like an angry flower child. Yes. I feel like that's a perfect description. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. It's Dennis Leary doing Dennis Leary jokes. Pretty much, yeah. It doesn't need to be. You're talking I don't about think he uh, needs to come back. We can find. No, a yeah, character. I can do that. <clears throat> You're talking about um, Spartan's daughter earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kate, that actress was actually in the movie in the final cut of the movie. Yeah, she's, she's still in there. One of the ones standing next to Leary. Yep, she's one of the scraps. I forget which scene, but there's a scene where where. There's a fight, and Spartan is specifically standing next to her and only defending her in a fight scene. And all this stuff sounds awesome. I would love to see it. Like, I wish there's a way to pay extra and watch the the original cut. I understand it doesn't work as a 240-minute movie. I get that. (laughs) But I feel like if you enjoyed the movie, you should get the option to watch the whole movie. Right. Have, like, a director's cut. I hate the fact that it's just gone. Maybe if they ever make the sequel, they'll do, like, a director's cut of the original. Maybe. Like the Snyder Cut, how that came out. Yeah, release two versions. 
<laughs> yeah. Release your the one you like for the theatrical, and then when people are buying the DVDs, I, I want to pay extra for the director's cut. Well, the director's cut should have every piece of yeah. film Footage. shot. I would pay upwards of $100 right now to watch the three-hour cut of First Blood, <laughs> where he has all those yeah. witty lines. Maniac is eminent, please advise. I just don't understand why they decided that one to cut aside. Psychopath. Something suspect. Else <laughs> yeah, suspect would have been the correct. Suspect might have fit pretty good. Compared to the society they're living in now, he is a maniac. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty fitting, actually. I love that he uses the, the graffiti eraser to kill oh, the cop yeah, yeah. Right before yeah. he goes after him. He's just ignoring the guy. Automatically knew how to override it yeah. so it would kill a person. Repeat request, but add or else at the end. Yeah. He says, or else, and then he kind of looks In at a him. firmer tone of voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smokes the dude next to the wall. You got the police back at the department watching it all happen. Right. It cuts to Cocteau in a meeting with like his board members or something, which is, it's done really cool. It's, it's a bunch of metal stands with tablets essentially in them. At the right. time, they weren't tablets. Little computers. No one would know what tablets are until now, but, but I do like that when something embarrassing happens, they can all pretend to be looking somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I feel like they had COVID too, and then not. Uh, yeah. Well, oh my God, we haven't gotten to it yet, but that's a big point. COVID Basically. has a lot to do with this movie. You gotta understand, yeah. in the future, there's no physical contact. Yeah. yeah. Their handshakes are without handshakes, and it seemed so crazy until three years ago. Mm-hmm. Everyone still tries not to touch anyone. But he, uh, Cocteau's having a meeting, and he mentions the fact that like this, this Simon Phoenix is not our problem. Our problem is Edgar Friendly. The man who's doing this graffiti is coaxing an uprising that we can't afford. And then he says, because what's important is safety above all. One touch that they did in this movie that I really did like is that they showed John Spartan's footage, like his LAPD footage. Yeah, that was cool. I like that, that little girl. Yes. Oh, my God. That little girl is <laughs> oh, the yeah. hero of this movie. That was, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that little girl. Hey, fuck you, lady. <laughs> I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was the moment right there. That's what made it awkward. <laughs> asking her in front of the girl to get yeah. saved. Yeah. <laughs> they show all those little footages of him, like, just wrecking people and yeah. being. But they talk about how he had 1,000 arrests in three years. That's a workaholic. That's a lot of arrests for three years. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping them jail cells full. I did like that touch of. of Huxley, all genuine criminals. <laughs> genuine. Yeah, yeah, that's good, I guess. Would suck if some of them were not criminals. <laughs> yeah. They decide Simon Phoenix is an old-fashioned criminal. We need an old-fashioned cop. Yep. So we unfreeze John Spartan. Now, you get a lot of sack. How did you guys feel about all the sack? I mean, we're talking about Stallone sack, not just like normal sack. Like, not Jeff at I the store. I still feel sack. like I wasn't paying as much attention as you were. Me neither. I didn't even see it. <laughs> it was very much. Yeah. Bob saw it. I didn't see it. Um, You're the one that told me there was Simon more Phoenix sack in the VHS. An old-fashioned criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to read the next note, but it was the one I already said. <laughs> I was just trying to just power through what he was about to say. Yes. I did mention that if you wanted to watch more sack, we could check the VHS tape out. <laughs> And you declined. Yes, I did. So who's That's wrong the here? Correct answer. Me, right? No, him. Oh, he's wrong. <laughs> he's right. I don't know. 
Not wanting more sack is the correct answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the cryogen stuff all looks great. I think that stuff looked awesome, for, especially for 93. That whole facility, the way it works, all worked really well. You know, you don't, you try not to say anything before the podcast, but I did mention, like, why, why does the cry, cryogenic tanks have to be hockey pucks? Yeah. Like, why do they have to be two feet tall? Yeah, you got to, like, crouch down. Yeah. Like, and, and Going to the fetal position to get in. Yes. And you got to wonder, like, if he didn't, would it cut his legs off? <laughs> or could he jump up and be on top of the frozen liquid and not get frozen? Know. I've had this thing online about that. They're talking about the... It's, this, I'll read it, what it says. It said, uh, the new John Spartan is actually lifelike mold of Stallone created by the FX house that later created the animatronics in Jumanji. According to Silver, Stallone had some say in his creation. Sly wanted to make sure the genital area was very large and appeared to have strong masculine side of him there. Oh. <laughs> you know, make that area down there a little bigger. Yeah, I mean, okay. I get how it's funny. I'm going to just start with, yeah, I get that's funny. Now put yourself in Stallone's position. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get into a cryogenic tank dude. No, of course not. I'm saying if if it was your job to play the role of John Spartan, and they're like, okay, we're going to show your naked body on film. Would you say, hey, could you make sure that, like, you know, you protect the fact that I'm a guy and I want big guy stuff down there? Like, I mean, you wouldn't want it. Or would you be like, hey, can you make sure it's as small as possible in the crotch reason? I think I I'd be like, can we make sure we don't get a picture at this angle <laughs> if we have I'd, to do this at all? I'd probably be like, just film me from the waist up. <laughs> yeah. All, all fair, but we're talking about a man whose first movie was a porn. Yes, well, even he would like people to forget about that. Now, I will say, you don't <laughs> see his junk. In a way, like, you don't see his... No. his you kind of see... His like, hunk of chunk of meat. Like a silhouette, more or less. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But all I'm saying is there's a little bit of shadow I of a rounded. I not pay attention so I can actually tell shadows and blurs if enough you could, to. If you could just control yourself for a second, we're trying to describe the, the way the sack looks. Somebody needs to control himself. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Anyway, so when he's getting frozen, you, you see like the dark me. bulbous from the underneath. Right? But you never see the ju- like the staff. You see the you see the bowling ball, but you don't see the what's a what's a shaft like thing in bowling <laughs> ramp. They sometimes they you, give a ramp to you, kids. You don't see the pins. There's a pin. Oh fuck yes! Thank you. Yes, you see the balls. You don't see the the pin. Thank you, Jesus. How did I not pin? It's the other thing in bowling. <laughs> the only <laughs> the, the only other thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Anyway. I guess what we're all trying to say here. If I could just sum it all up, Stallone probably has a great shaft. Uh, so we're 36 years frozen. At a 70 great segue. sentence. All right. You guys are off the rails. Let's take a moment. He's Everybody being control frozen. Yourselves. He's being frozen. Wouldn't there be shrinkage? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would assume. Why go bigger then? Because then it's like, oh, it's shrunk and it's still this big. It's sh- there's shrinkage. It's ice. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, look how small it is. It barely uh, goes past my kneecap. I was very mascara. I've laughed it <laughs> off. 
he mentions, you know, I had a wife. What happened to her? Oh, she passed away in the in the big one of 2010. That's cool. I like they said this whole like lore of the 2010 earthquake that just destroyed LA, which is the earthquake we're all still wondering when it's coming. Like, yeah. Supposedly, it's going to come by the time Spartan is released and they're explaining the situation to him. There's been 11 MDKs again, not one since 2010. We're in 2032. This has been 22 years. Right. You're talking about the guy playing the piano in yeah. Taco Bell slash Pizza Hut. That was Dan Cortese from MTV. Now, I know his name was Dan Cortese, but I, I don't think I've ever seen him he on was, MTV. He was a uh, MTV sportscaster. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> but it's weird because if he has some kind of name for himself, they use him twice in the movie for two different situations. Oh, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> he's one of the cryogen guards, and also he's playing the piano in Taco Bell. Yeah. Commercials are classics, and then my next note here is that Applebee's song is straight up the bullshit from this movie. The fact that their classics music is advertisements. Yeah. Like, that's the only music you hear in the whole movie. Yeah, it's just classic commercials. Right. (laughs) When that Applebee's song came out, I don't even know who sings it, but Applebee's on a date night. With the buffalo wings and the boop-a-doo bing. <laughs> that, that song that everybody fucking played on the radio 20, 30 times a day. Yeah. That song made me feel like more of an outsider to the entire world than anything else in the past 10 years. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Wow. And the, uh, what is it? I'm riding my horse and I check the tack and the, what's the rap song? Not, not the Nelly one, the... They tried to rap and work in country. Cyrus. That was it. Yes. Br- long road. I can't remember. I'm on my long road. I'm a horse and my dude. <laughs> Lil Nas X. Yeah. I can't remember, but I do like it. Riding my horse on the long road. Got a backpack on my back and I'm riding my horse. What is that that's damn song? That, that's all wrong. No, that's yeah, it, dude. That's basically wrong. it. I, I'm doing like the karaoke version, I guess, but it's the same song. I think we're mentioning the, the people that sang in it. People are going to know what it is. Yeah, but, Billy Ray but, Cyrus, but, Lil Nas X, Long Road with My Backpack. But everything <laughs> you said is not lines from the song. <laughs> I don't know. Write in matpod at mail.com if you could just copy paste what I said and make that the song. I just wish they did the good and plenty commercial music. I love that one. Charlie says, you love my good and plenty. Charlie says, I I can't remember the rest. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that one since I was like four or five. It was a black and white ones with the candy going through the gingerbread. I do kind of remember it, but I can't. I can't remember how it goes, but it was catchy and I liked it. I feel like Twix had a banger. (laughs) Right? They had like a, I don't know. They're all about left versus right now. Uh, it's true. They, Twix got so political, it's insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least I wish they picked ones that people are still going to know what they were talking about. Like I know. I'm try- I really um, am trying to think of like a song jingle. And I, did the one with clap the on. No. Al have a jingle? The one and two I, that That three. is one of the first things I thought of, but it's not a song. It's just how many licks does it take to get to the bottom of a Tootsie Roll Pop? A one. A two. So let's just cut to the museum. The Hall of Violence. The Hall of Violence is cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, even the letters on the wall are cool. Like the supposedly O's have little those, crosses all those in pictures them. pictures in the Hall of Violence were supposedly taken from the riots that happened a few years before the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> that's pretty violent. <laughs> yeah. Time to pick. 
But I like the idea of the the museum having the glass floor yeah. and showing the the actual street. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Under it, that's that, cool. That is cool. I like that. That means these people underground have like the mirror of the. So they just look museum. up and see everybody's crotches all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just walk through. That's just their regular Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it the restaurant the car came up with when they went up the thing? That was a dealership. That was just straight up a GM dealership they came up in. Because there was other like cars for sale around it uh-huh. in like, a showroom, and they just bust it out. <laughs> GM will be the only manufacturer of vehicles in the future. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Right after the uh, the restaurant wars. Yes, the fast food wars. There was an automotive wars. I love him trying to break the glass. Do I got to wait 15 days or should I just have this? And then he like punches it and he can't punch it and he kicks it and he can't kick through it. That kick looks really good and clean. It looks painful. It looks painful, but you know what? He never loses balance. One kick against the glass that did not break it showed a martial artist. Shit looks solid. That guy walks up. Mellow greetings. What seems to be your boggle? That's my favorite thing. I think I do that all the time, just talking. Boggle. Boggle. (laughs) I love boggle, by the way. I've caught into my speech. That's a good word. That's a fun word to say. He's like, how much do you weigh? He does the math in his head, throws them through the glass. I don't know if that works, but it looks cool as hell. He gets kind of locked in that room, which doesn't matter because now he has guns. Yep. (laughs) Like, wait a minute, it's the future. Where's all the ray guns? He finds the rail. I mean, I don't. They don't call it a rail gun. It's like the the magnet. Yeah, I forget exactly what they called it. It's essentially a rail gun. It takes what they say two and a half minutes for it to charge up. Yeah. Well, I hated that part, but I liked what he had said. I wanted it to be a better, impressive gun or something more flashy. Yeah. This gun sucks. <laughs> but they make a big deal out of it. It's this huge thing, and it's charging, and like they're, yeah. you know, Spartan gets in. They're having their fight, him and Stallone, and then all of a sudden it's like charging complete. Oh, shit. <laughs> he aims it at him. Stallone runs, and he shoots it, and it basically has the effect like a shotgun. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it shoots a hydrant, and the hydrant sprays he water. Liked it. Yeah. I guess. He said he liked it. I love this gun. I'd rather the AR. You know, <laughs> you keep that gun that charges for four and a half hours. Yeah. I'll use the AR. That's the one time you'll see that gunshot. Yep. From here on out, we're using revolvers and shotguns <laughs> and glow sticks. Yeah. That's what they call the, the little batons that. Zap. Oh, yeah. Which I love that. That was kind of a neat idea in the museum with that thing. Oh, when you use it on the water? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but before that. When they're getting into the museum and he pulls it out of his little holster there, and he's like, all right, I got this. And then he taps it. Just some random guy. Just to an employee of the museum. (laughs) He just zaps him and he falls to arguably could have been his death. I mean, did they show they were standing on a mattress? (laughs) Because he falls like a rock. Yeah. Hmm, It works. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I get why maybe you shouldn't have been on the force, bro. (laughs) They do have a little weird moment in this scene where Phoenix grabs a gun from one little, like standee doll model in the in the cell, and he's like, "Thanks, Rambo." <laughs> he grabs the gun. Yeah. He references Rambo in a movie <clears throat> with Stallone. Yeah. In it, <laughs> that also references Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, yeah, they mentioned Schwarzenegger a couple times, didn't they? 
Oh, for sure about the library. I don't know about Talking after about that. about President Schwarzenegger? Yeah, during the library thing. <laughs> yeah. The presidential library, Schwarzenegger. But then they had the little fight scene in the in the museum. And I, I did like it. I feel like movies have gotten better at... When you do a fight scene, you kind of need to write the script for the fight scene. We talked about in the last episode how Rocky Four had a whole separate script for the right yeah, fight scene. Yeah, just for punches and jabs. In a way, you kind of <laughs> need to do that. For every movie, because yeah. there's a point in this fight scene in particular that pissed me off. Yeah. So. Was it the TV? It's at the TV moment. Yes. <laughs> what bothered you about it? It's just weird. It felt weird. He's swinging a TV like a like a ball. Like, like a like, like a, a mace. Like a mace. Yeah. yeah I, it is weird. <laughs> Separating myself from that, like imagine we've all had those TVs. Imagine someone swinging that from the power cord. Yeah, and the cord would come right out. It would rip out. Yes. (laughs) Another thing, you watched it on that stream, and I told you it's not as clear. Yeah. If you'd seen it on the tape, you'd see that they painted a broken (laughs) screen on top of the TV screen. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't even look broken at all. It might have been broken after it hit Wesley twice. Of course. It hits him. (laughs) And then what does Stallone do after he hits him with it and knocks him down? He swings it, hits Snipes in the head with it. He falls down into the water. He hits him once with it, then he swings again, hits him a second time, and it knocks him on. I thought it knocked him onto the hood of the car or something. No, it knocks him down into the water. Okay. But in that moment, <laughs> you you watch, it's a stunt double. It is not Stallone. If you're watching on the VHS tape, you see clear. It, it is a stunt double, runs away. Hits him in the head, knocks him down, then runs away. <laughs> and then grabs the baton and zaps the water, which makes... <laughs> Snipes, for some reason, fly towards him <laughs> onto that car. Right. But the beating doesn't continue. No. Now Stallone is retreating. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Like, the fight scene should have been Oh, he landed, he landed on the car where that, that future rifle was. Yes. He landed right on, the, like, right on it. But before he even landed, on, before he even gets zapped, you just smacked him with a TV in the head, knocked him down <laughs> to the ground, and ran away. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point in the fight that does not work. Yeah. Beat his fucking head yeah, in. That's where you pounce on him. Yeah. You still have the TV. <laughs> they run out. We see Cocteau and, and Otho, or Associate Bob. Yeah. Which I think would be a good nickname. Like, if we were to do nicknames in this show, like Dustin, Sylvia, Associate Bob. How's that nicknames? What? Bob's the only one with a nickname. Associate Bob. It's not even a nickname. It's just an ad addition to my name. It's a promotion. And you should be happy, you know? <laughs> we see Cocteau and Otho. <laughs> it's Otho, right? We can just all agree. Yeah, from Beetlejuice. They should not have changed his name to Bob. the same, too. If they called him Otho, I wouldn't even have questioned it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Snipes fires a shot off, misses. <clears throat> runs up, puts the gun right to his head, and realizes he can't pull the trigger. Yeah. His his cryo sleep has has done something to where he can't it's been actually kill that him. He can't kill that guy. Yeah, just cool. That's a cool thing to put in there. Yeah, I liked it. Don't understand why he didn't kill Otho in that moment. Thinking ahead. Yeah. I don't understand. If you thought about it for the first one, why didn't you think about it for every other person? Oh, like the goons that... Uh, yes, when he asked I think it took years of programming. I don't think it's something you could just do when it's done. I think it needs to be in well, there. Well, he didn't directly take control of that one himself. He told Otho to go do it. He did tell Otho to release them. Yeah. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. But I feel he, like... He, he's the one, he's the one that dropped the ball. Yeah. 
I get really wasn't that. Really and he doesn't even have any balls. Or a penis, because <laughs> yeah. he's a eunuch. Now, if we had seen him get frozen, it doesn't matter if you're watching on VHS, stream, bootleg, you're not going to see any shadow, any bulbous. In that case, it wouldn't interest you. Not because of that, but because like he's not even a main character. Hmm. What is he holding? Otho. Oh. His former package. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Because it look, it's like the size of like the old film reels. Yeah. Sylvia said it was a purse, and I don't know. It's huge. It looks like like Flavor Flav's clock. <laughs> like, and he's just holding yeah. it. I can't remember. Okay. But I'm sure if it looked like a purse to me at the time, it looked like a purse. To me. Yeah, it was a purse the shape of a large clock. <laughs> and metal, not cloth. Who knows? They got all kinds of wacky well, stuff in the future. It was like it a giant a round suitcase. It yeah. could be a briefcase. But holding plates, dinner plates. But it looked like it was decorated <laughs> like a woman's briefcase would be. When Cocteau asks, who's that man? They and they're sh- like, that's John Spartan. We unfroze him because you said to do anything in our power to catch Simon Phoenix. And he yeah. goes, oh, I remember him. If I remember correctly, he was known as the Demolition Man. Like, oh, why would you bring this guy back? Yeah. Y'all don't remember toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird, right? Yes. Like, not even a celebrity. Like, if they were like, oh, that's LeBron James. <laughs> you know, I, mean? I, I remember yeah. that guy. No. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about that detective, <laughs> Benjamin Bratt or Garcia. He he says, well, you know, at this rate, it should just be a matter of TikToks before we catch him. Yeah, yeah a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> they know about TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Because TikToks only last, what, 30 seconds? They know. <laughs> They're judging that only in a matter of TikToks. Are you saying they were going to catch him on a TikTok video? I. They might do a funny filter. I don't know. <laughs> I found him. It's got 10,000 views already. Yeah, yeah, he's got 4,000 views. I know it's him. He's verified on Snapchat. Yeah. This would probably be a good time to bring up your, your new podcast. <laughs> I thought you were going to call it Package Check. but Package Check, that's good. Still about movies, but specifically one thing in movies. The credits. <laughs> the package Check. <laughs> Dude, I'm really trying to fight you on this premise, but... <laughs> I do know what you're saying, and I almost feel like there is a podcast out there <laughs> that is just about probably that. at the very least is probably a market for it. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're dancing around a market we're never going to get. <laughs> so we're at Taco Bell or Pizza Hut, depending on where you are in the in the world. Yeah, right. It was Taco Bell. It's just what it was. They, they didn't change it later. It's just from the start, from the beginning. Yeah, it's not some Mandela effect thing. There's no demand. And, that, and I bring this up because recently, recently, yeah. on, on the TikToks. I've seen them. Yep. Mandela effect. Does anybody remember how Taco Bell won the fast food wars, but now it's Pizza Hut and everything you find says Pizza Hut. Debunked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Taco Bell. Yep. Across the seas in other countries, Taco Bell was not a international business so much as it is now. Right. Pizza Hut was. So they decided to use Pizza Hut in other countries as opposed to Taco Bell. Make it more relatable. Yes. Now, the with the weird part is, though, and I remember, Sinbad is in this movie. But for some reason, he wasn't in the cut we watched. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, Sinbad's in this movie. He plays a wizard called Shazam. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. He, they, they ask him for one wish, and he, he wishes for Bernstein Bears. Hmm. They have the Taco Bell dinner. Everybody kind of, all the rich socialites are just kind of shitty to Spartan. Weird, cheap, skimpy looking plate of food. That food wouldn't feel a good thing. I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Did <laughs> not look a good. A couple of schmears on a plate. 
Spartan does bring up. I'm just gonna call him Spartan. Yeah. He he talks about the fact that I was awake that whole time. Oh yeah. Which doesn't make sense, does it? Because he he's talking about dreams he had. I only have dreams when I am not awake. Maybe there was times where he was dreaming. Wake up from the dream and still be frozen, realizing what's going on around him. He mentions his wife banging on a, a block of ice that used to be her husband. Yeah. That's that you can argue is awake. Yeah, yeah. Well, how it sounded to me, he was saying that he was awake, but it was a never ending nightmare thinking about him burning 30 people. Right. So that's what he that's kept what torturing he his mind yes. with. That doesn't mean it could be a nightmare. It could mean that he's talking about the guilt he felt and everything else on a ticket to his loop because he couldn't go to sleep. He couldn't have any relief from it. Yeah. It's a good point. And this is kind of when he he discovered the tape with Phoenix just walking past him and realizes that it has to be him that's doing everything because he just found out he's they ingrained the knitting and everything in as his what was did they call it the rehabilitation, rehabilitation. programming or something yeah. they called it. Yeah, he puts it together. The Cocteau has something to do with the whole shabille. Go straight to Cocteau Industries <clears throat> or whatever that place is called. Right. Otho's there. We're just calling him Otho. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say Otho. Every listener knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, anybody's seen Beetlejuice. Yeah. The actor's name is Glenn Shaddix. That does not matter. Yeah. Cocteau's not there. Right. It's just the tablets on the... The weird, well, he kind of is oscillating metal. Yeah, (laughs) but we don't know that. Yeah, he pointed that gun at your head for ten seconds. That's nine and a half seconds longer than a man like Phoenix needs to find where to put the hole in your head. Yeah, Glenn Shaddix is like looking to the left, just hiding, hiding in the next room. Yeah, although he kind of like looks to the left real, real quick, and then and then uh, Spartan clocks it. Next thing you know, he has a gun to his head, and it's like, how did you? If you're watching a video screen, yeah. Uh, of, of the guy you're talking to. How I did know. you miss the fact that he is in the room with you that now? he walked off and came yeah. in with you. Whatever. I love it. It's great. <clears throat> I'm not even going to ask the question again. It's fine. <laughs> I'm in. Well, it's the same thing. The Wizard of Oz behind the mm-hmm. sheets yeah. when they're talking. Speaking of Wizard of Oz behind the curtain thing, th- there's a moment in this movie, the car chase. Yeah. After Stallone jumps on top of the ultralight vehicle, which is much faster than that Oldsmobile 442, when he jumps on top of it, so you think. and he uh, what? When he he blocks that gull wing door open, and then starts pulling blade out of it. Yeah, blade. Yeah, <laughs> Phoenix out of it. Simon Phoenix. Simon Phoenix has that line: you know, "Those thirty passengers, you thought you killed them, they were already dead when you got there." Yeah, and then he gets mad and throws him out of the car. Right. Right. Yeah. That's Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. When he tells, when Scar tells Simba that he killed his father, kind of the same thing happens on the cliff. (laughs) Right? Is that not fucking Lion King? Yeah. I love that you, because I I was like, oh, I'm going to have to explain it. And no, I don't. I killed Mufasa. How did he not get run over? (laughs) Well, because they're all Teslas, Bob. They don't run over people. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not. Not <laughs> one of them. Not one of those cars nope. had the same technology Absolutely as a genuine not. Tesla. Electric car technology back then when this movie was made? Nope. No. 
Stallone was driving the car. He he even started with like I'll drive when, when they were driving the ultralight. Yeah, and, and but then he realized like oh shit I don't I know can't drive how this thing. works at all. Yeah, but this Oldsmobile he has got that. But he gets up on the on the on the roof of the car and he's like you take over the wheel and Huxley has to get in the driver's seat and she doesn't know how to drive an actual car yeah. at all. She gets on that gas pedal and like he gets all off balance. He jumps onto the ultralight. He jumps onto the cop car, which, by the way, another thing to do with that big cut, cut out all the important parts of the movie, that cop car that was sitting open, that was Lamb's car. Yeah. Yeah. The the one that knew him from the helicopter pilot. Right. Phoenix kills him. He shoots him, and then he dies in Spartan's arms. (laughs) That would have been a good part. That was a real. I mean, just hearing the description of the scene is like, oh wow, that should be in the movie. But at least Lamb doesn't need to die. I guess that's cool. Yeah, he throws him out of it after the whole "I killed Mufasa" thing, and then he crashes into the police department. He's like, "Break!" No, nothing he says, the car is listening to. The car has decided not to listen to Spartan at all. Yeah. Break you, Mickey Mouse piece of shit! As he crashes yeah. into the fountain. And then here comes the secure foam. That was funny. When he gets out, and he's like, car turned into a cannoli. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It did. <laughs> what, a, what about Sandra Bullock walking up to the car and goes, John Spartan, is that you? Yeah. Is that, that was what? annoying. Who else would it be? Well, it could, it, now, it could have been Phoenix. Phoenix got thrown out. Did she see it? She should have seen it if she's an observant police officer. I don't think they know how to look at <laughs> anything very well. I have no faith in the cops in this movie at all. <laughs> no. at all. So we end up in the parking lot where the officer is trying to rest. Yeah, we're in the we're in the end game now. Yeah. This is this is the point where the movie loses all the <clears throat> steam for me. Now all the cops come out of that building. Every police officer on the force is out. Here comes all the scraps. <clears throat> Every de- denizen that has decided not to follow the rules of cocktail, who wants to eat burgers and cover themselves in green jello. Every single one of them comes out and they're in force. And we have two separate large armies meeting in the middle. Only thing separating them is John Spartan and Huxley. And all this moment builds up to, like, we are all going to fight this good cause. And instead, what happens? Nothing. Yeah. Not only does Huxley and Spartan drive away to the final battle, but then Spartan gets, I would say, gets saved by Huxley. Huxley kicks the shit out of that dude. Yeah, she must have kicked him in the nuts like six times. (laughs) And then she kicks that head pretty good, too, a couple times. Yeah. And he's done. And then turns around, saves him from getting stabbed. And then he returns the favor. By knocking her out. Yep. Jabbing her in the head with the glow stick. <laughs> and going to have the final battle with Blade. Yeah. It's not even good. I'm going to say it. It's not good. Yeah, it was a weird. There was too much mechanical shit. Can you, yeah. Can you honestly say that the final fight is better than the first two? I don't think so. Dude, you set up this amazing ending. So I'll take it that that's everyone's least favorite scene. <laughs> that's yeah. that is my least favorite scene. <laughs> they set up a huge ending and then they went ahead yeah, th- and think, not did it. I think <laughs> the final fight scene is better than the first one. Yeah, but the second one's better than the other two. 
Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree with that completely. He swings a fucking TV at his head, dude. <laughs> That's yeah. good. And they're fighting in the bottom of a museum that was built on top of an actual street in LA. Yeah. It all that shit's cool as hell. That should have been the final fight scene. <laughs> you had him fight three times. <sighs> yeah, I think that last scene's probably my least favorite too. <laughs> what about our favorite scenes? Really like the scene where that four four two crashed into the, the future car from behind and just rammed it. It was great. <laughs> And that future car was just like, whatever, I don't even care. Because <laughs> it couldn't get away. <laughs> I still like the seashell scene. It's the one I always think of when I think of this movie. See, people consider that seashell joke to yeah. be the best joke of the film. I'm and not they kidding. never explained it. They that's don't. And that's I the like joke. It. Dude, Stolen's gone on record trying to explain it. He, there's been times where people have asked him, you know, in like the you know, paparazzi. How do the sea cells work? How does sea cells work? And he he has tried to explain, you know, the first two are like chopstick. You pull it out and the third <laughs> one it wipes away the debris. And that's fine. But so what you, about the next guy? You know, so you're scraping a seashell on your bunghole. Yeah. The, the writers had said they looked in a bathroom and there was three seashells above the toilet. <laughs> and they were like, that's the joke. There's no way to use that. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. So let's just say that's how they do it in the future. Are they empty seashells? Or is there still a clam in there that cleans you? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe they're just buttons. They're just buttons. The first button step makes one, you two, poop. Three. It makes oh, yeah. you poop. <laughs> first way. button expands you. Yes. <laughs> the second button vacuums. Yep. <laughs> and that third button puts your pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The third button is a little spritz. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite joke in the movie is for sure, hands down, the violation of the verbal morality clause. Oh, Just the fact that it goes on the whole movie, know, even yeah. past the point where they're putting the light on it. Like later on in the later scenes when even, they're just cursing at, at each even other. Even at the end when like the, the police department and the underground people came together, you could still hear the thing in the background going off. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. My favorite scene is the VR sex scene. And, and for multiple reasons, not just because of the sex part. I, I do, I really liked Huxley's apartment. You get a little taste of her office yeah. with a little bit, you got the Lethal Weapon poster, Lethal Weapon 3, which <laughs> did come out the year this came out. Yeah. I like the car a lot. <laughs> I, my favorite scene is probably the, the fight underground in the museum. That's good. I like that. It's definitely not Dennis Leary. Like, no, you know, and the more I think about it, he's probably my least favorite scene. That's up there. Yeah. His, that long, rapid fire speech he gave. I, I didn't like it. Yeah. It, it didn't feel real, feel like it belonged. The other actors doesn't feel, don't even feel like they're reacting to his I mean, I, I get the, th I get the stuff he was saying, but the way he was saying it, just the rapid fire. Yeah. It, it wasn't good. Nobody believes that. No. Ain't nobody want to cover themselves in green jelly, bro. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to do that shit. Like, it was prepared. You could tell it was... I mean, it was obviously prepared and rehearsed. Yeah. He's spoken out that quick. I think he said it on stage 40 times. It was just too much. The rumors about Demolition Man 2, they're, they're all circling around like, oh, and Edgar Friendly, Dennis Leary is for sure going to be in it. And, like, that's a selling point. And, like, I don't... I don't want it. Yeah. I'd rather you tell me Rob Schneider's going to be in it. Yeah. This is the point where we pick our next film. You're going to rate it? No. <laughs> I give it eight and eight. a half. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go yes. seven and a half. 
Seven and a half? Yeah. A couple things brought me down. All right. It is time for our next pick. Did we say matpod at mail.com enough? We sure did. A couple times. What's our the next pick is folklore. Okay. Start us off. Sleepy Hollow. Johnny Depp, Christina Ricky. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Oh, I thought you had already decided, Mr. I'm looking at DVDs right now. <laughs> I did, and I forgot what I picked. Oh, really? I know what I picked. <laughs> Bob, what did you decide? I'm probably, I'm picking the most recent movie we've ever done. What is it? 2017. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Boo. That is folklore. My pick, this has always been a podcast where Arnie Schwartz, uh, I call him Arnie Schwartz because we're close, has always been welcome. And so for my folklore movie, I pick the 1969 epic Hercules in New York. It is at Movies Against on Twitter where the vote will be. Listen. And just go ahead and click on Hercules in New York and leave your vote. Mine or Bob's. Don't pick his. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I saw your pick 20 plus years ago and I couldn't finish it. Vote with your heart. Vote with what's right. Vote Arnie. You sound so much like a politician right now. Nobody's going to vote for your movie. <laughs> I know. I've, I've crossed to like, just, don't trust them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You just, you just ruined it. Yeah. Um, if you like what you heard, rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. It, it will help us. Tell a friend. Again, if you have anything to add. Just write in matpod at mail.com. Anything you write in will absolutely make it to the next show. Until next time, why don't you just shove a leash up my ass?